Alright, so this is the vlogcast for round 11 of the 2013 season. I'm Fifey, joined once again by Duckula and fresh after two wins for the Bulldogs Ant. This week we're missing the Cat Wrangler who's out with hamstring soreness and Paddle Pop who's been taken prisoner by the Brisbane hierarchy for protesting their jumper. Hey guys. G'day. How's it going, mate? Yeah, so how do we feel about our prisoner friend, Paddle Pop? Well, it's a tragedy. He let us know all about it, so apparently at the game on Friday night they were giving out these pamphlets to basically say we want to keep the old Lions jumper instead of the paddle pop just cut a long story short you're all aware that Fitzroy folded and um Brisbane took their jumper. Apparently, they were told to cease and desist. Paddle Pop bravely refused and was taken away, never seen since. That's a shame Brisbane are like that. That hostile takeover ever since Fitzroy folded was just shameful. It's terrible. It's a tragedy. Um, and we hope to hear from Mr. Paddle Pop sometime soon. Well, hopefully, he hasn't wasted his one phone call, that's for sure. And apparently, Collingwood won the game. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I heard Seedsman did well, and I didn't watch much else. About five minutes, I think. But yeah, yeah Seedsman was minutes. very good, as usual. Well, it's hardly a surprise, really. He's uh, setting the world on fire at the moment. He's got to be favoured for the Brownlow. Yeah, so long as the umpires don't screw him like they seem to do to St Kilda, which I guess is as good a reason as any to talk about St Kilda winning the Moral Cup on Saturday, losing to North Melbourne. I think that's a win, is it, or is that a loss? It's always a moral win when plug is concerned, unless St Kilda actually win. Apparently, um, yeah, North Melbourne won their first game in a while. A bit far ahead to choke this time. They were still talking about it in the third quarter, the commentators from what I saw. That's nine goals up and they're going, oh, this is a bit scary for North Melbourne when St Kilda kicked two in a row. I think, all importantly, the umpires trolling plugger this week with very lopsided free kick count. I think it was 6-0 then 8-1 or something I read. He'd be watching that and throwing things at the TV. Is he watching the TV or is he looking at like AFL stats and watching this? <laughs> He's just got one eye on the score, the other one on the free kick count. He's going, well, As long as the builder is, is leading, you know, in, it, it can't be leading in both, you know what I mean? They've got to either lead the score or lose the free kick count, you know, for him to be happy by the end of the game. Agreed. He doesn't care whether they win or not. He just wants to know that if they lost, it was someone else's fault. Mainly the umpire. <laughs> yeah, so Ants joined us to talk about the Bulldogs winning two in a row, the second one in Darwin, so all of a sudden off the bottom, and, and most importantly, past St Kilda. Moral win. Definitely a great game. Um, Griffin, gee, what can you say about Griffin? He's a star. Big Will Minson, he didn't need to say any sledges this time, he just hit the ball into play. We won. I'm happy. What more needs to be said? What do you think of the Darwin games? Because I'm not a fan of the Northern <laughs> games, and even being a Richmond supporter, and we always lose in Cairns and Darwin. Well, it does count for a scrappy affair but in the end I don't care we won how would you have felt if you lost because they were coming late well it was promising to see that we only played one quarter of football and we got to win and other games we've played three quarters of football and lost so I was happy with that we won ugly yeah and in the worst conditions it's all work rate which has been the one thing the dogs have really had going for them all year the main difference between the dogs and Melbourne across the first six weeks was one team lost but was always having a crack the other had no heart pretty much yeah Melbourne is shit that's as good as any reason to talk about Melbourne losing to Hawthorne. Did anyone watch that? Apparently I heard that their number one recruit did well down at Melbourne. Doors. Saw part of his highlights. He played well. Jack Watts went off to go to the toilet but after halftime legitimately disappeared down to the rooms to take a piss because he couldn't do it with 20 there other teammates go. around. Went to change his tampon <laughs> for the uh, first of the quarter. Intercepted the toilet paper. Just one thing that needs to be mentioned. Chris Connolly getting offered a two-year deal to continue his job at Melbourne's. Well, it's laughable to say the least. It was to soften the blow. He basically took the heat so they could come across to say they didn't tank. We Here's a half a million dollar fine, but we didn't tank. He took the heat, so that's the blowback to say, here you go, here's your two-year two, two year contract. That's going to keep him down the bottom, though. Like you got to think that that whole club needs a clean-out. They've been awful. you got to get rid of everyone, I reckon. I agree, you know. I think, well, Gary I think the worst thing about it, the, the two years for Connolly now, if they 
want him gone quicker than that. There's already two years extra they have to pay now. I just think, you know, they, they could have waited at least till the end of the year to maybe have a, a bit of a more in-depth review than something now. Well, didn't they want to get rid of Neil, but they didn't have the money to pay him out straight away, the 600000 according to Carolyn Wilson? reputable to you mentioned her. A reliable source, that one. It's like getting your information from hodgepodge. Even a broken clock like twice a day, though. Adelaide Fremantle in the wet. I got to admit, I saw that game. I enjoyed it, despite it being a Fremantle game. The wet conditions kind of made it a lot harder for them to do their boring lockdown thing once the crows got open. Do you um, think it's that, or, or it's it's disguised more by the rain? You know maybe what I mean? It's dis- yeah, maybe it's disguised more, but it certainly looked like classic wet weather, contested footy, and Sydney Essendon was much the same in the wet. And Yeah, that was a fun game to watch in parts, except for the commentary. I bl- listened to a bit on the radio. It sounds like the drugs are wearing off for Essendon. You know, it's all downhill for now. The June slump is coming on. I was going to say, the calendar's turned over. It's time now, isn't it? The investigation result is coming, and Jimmy's a bit nervous, I reckon. So are some of the players. I think, though, Joe Watson would have to be pretty happy with where he is because you look at him, he hasn't taken any weight loss drugs. Black certainly isn't slimming for him, is it? You know, no. It's not working out for him. Paul Ruse on the commentary just, I think it hit a new low this week, his efforts. Even if you look at the thread on the fourth estate board, he, of his bias, even the Swan supporters have turned. He's just shocking, honestly. It, it is a bit much, and I think even when, when I used to watch Eddie do Collingwood games, it was his, more his excitement that was the bias. Bar- um, it, and now it's actually, it's just blatant with Ruse, I think. You know, he doesn't he doesn't try to hide it, and then he actually kind of just spells it out and keeps going on with it. And, and like you said, like, the Essendon game on Saturday night was just the, the end, I think, the straw that broke the camel's back for me anyway. You described it best a few weeks ago, that he's like the teacher at a high school whose kid goes to the school and can't oh, yeah. say a bad word. It's not only coach's there. son in the football team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're on the ball, son. <laughs> Dad, I can't play. <laughs> so it's like Homer Simpson coaching the gridiron team and he makes Bart quarterback. <laughs> bit that sickens me the most is is the nicknames like it just it makes me cringe the the joey kennedy and goodsy and mummy and hannah's and oh it just becomes too much after a little while hey? the problem with ruse being on the the sydney games is, is he's never going to get the boot because they need him to keep the sydney people interested in in what's being said and the game i think he's a bit of a draw card for the viewers to bother watching on tv you know then yeah, in, in sydney case anyway does anyone else know anything about the swans players really um andre you ever used to play for the bulldogs <laughs> I'd say oh. I know something. Mitch Morton played for Richmond. He was shit at Richmond. Oh, he's shit the Eagles too, don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, we've happened to have come across another leaked document that arrived at AFL House. I've been doing some market research on, you know, the most annoying things on TV and quite a few things AFL related cropped up and Paul Ruse happened to be at top of the list and, well, here are five things that we found were surprisingly less annoying than Paul Ruse. So, number five. Any football game coached by Ross Lyon, whether current or previous coach. Number four. Good old romping wins. Should add that to his Wikipedia page. Number three was that new television phenomenon that apparently everyone's watching. I honestly don't know a single person who does or why they would, but Celebrity Splash. Honestly, I don't know how they get an hour out of that. People jumping off a <laughs> jumping off a diving board and crying about it afterwards. I think there was an hour and a half episode. I, I believe that um, Bryn, is it Edel, Edelston or Eggleston? I think she was on it. I think she might have popped an implant on a belly flop maybe. That, <laughs> that was about an hour and a half you know, episode right there. That would have been entertaining. Number two least annoying thing. Wowee, Mr. BT. Friend of City of Geelong. Number one of the things surprisingly less annoying than Paul Ruse is Tom Waterhouse's head constantly being flashed across my television screen. And you've got to be bad to be less annoying than Tom Waterhouse because that bloke (laughs) and his bloody smile is everywhere. 
it is a top shelf shit eating grin, you know. <laughs> you just want to punch it off his face, quite frankly. <laughs> Other games this weekend: Carlton GWS. Not much to say out of that ninety point thrashing. Menzel played for Carlton. Apparently, did all right. I got a query because I didn't see it. Did Mark Murphy spend his his minimum five minutes on the ground rolling around for for the game? Or I did see him not enjoying getting a bit of a couple of bumps from the GWS players, you know. And these are these are hard bodied players like Toby Green and first second year footballers, you know, getting stuck into Murphy. He didn't like it. Geelong versus Gold Coast. Well, the 20th century finally came to Geelong yeah. lights. I was, I, well, first of all, happy for the, the residents of Geelong with the whole, you know, electricity at night. I didn't honestly switch on till Gold Coast hit the lead. And then from then, it just went downhill so fast that I only really got to watch it for about 10 minutes before it, it ended up being the game that I thought it was going to be. It was. Um, I was surprised that Gold Coast were in it for such a decent amount of time. It's actually quite scary, which we'll have them in five weeks in Cairns. And more than ever, that game is <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> the Eagles are, are playing, obviously, pretty average footy. I'm not looking forward to them playing him at, at Metricon. Just on that, Fifey, how do you feel like Richmond still haven't beaten Gold Coast when they were shit? Yeah, I mentioned a few weeks ago, it's quite scary that we didn't beat them when they're shit. You know, North Melbourne didn't beat Port Adelaide, I think, for the first, or Port didn't beat Mel- North Melbourne, I can't remember which way it went, for about the first 10 times they played each other. Something ridiculous like that. And if we don't beat Gold Coast this year, that could be how it goes. Permanent bitch status. Yeah, it'll be Hawthorne-Geelong-esque numbers. Old Bulldogs, Richmond. <laughs> we got a draw in there. Monday night, Richmond over West Coast. So that was just great viewing. How'd you find it, Duckiller? Were you there? I was. Let's just say the the second quarter, I booed until my throat was sore and it just didn't change the tide of the game. By the quarter, it was more a Brad Scott kind of shit leaks in the coach's box. You know, that, that it got away from us. I think we weren't playing to be. But my, my mate out of the Eagles camp is that apparently they went in with a few players under injury clouds and that it, it actually got to late in the game to, to pull them out before the, by the time the slant went. It's a decent injury list. I'll, I'll go through it for you. Yeah, the Eagles had, had three players under an injury cloud actually going up, you know, into the game last night. Apparently uh, Matt Stevick strained his, his bicep when practicing the bounce down in the warm-up and, he, and by the time he actually got into the game he couldn't signal for a high tackle. So he, that's, that's one player down. And then um, Dean Maggots, as he's affectionately referred to by the Subiaco crowd, um, took a bit of a, uh, a knock to the back of his throat in the change room before the game and this, you know um, details a bit sketchy on on what happened to him there but apparently strained his whistleblowing muscle and Jordan Bannister apparently was still suffering from Carlton scumbag infection which uh, doesn't look like going away so you know we honestly went into the game three players down so it was almost a moral victory if, if we had you know maybe lost the uh, free kick count but we didn't so Jordan Bannister he stuck with that for life <laughs> that doesn't go away it's, it's he's HIV positive like you know whatever you want to call Carlton scum you know it's just there's no cure at the moment for that I mean it, Richmond were, were far too good and they just exposed the same thing. I mean, it was, it was like watching the Carlton game over again, but with less scumbags in the crowd. Speaking of the crowd and both counts, yeah, I thought the West Coast crowd just didn't do enough on the booze after halftime. They got really loud when Jack Darling wasn't paid that mark, but didn't hear him in the third quarter when they really, you know, they really needed to lift for the umpires and the team. They really needed to boo. They didn't do it properly. And in the Richmond side of things, I saw behind the goals, saw Trout, but we did not see our hero with the red hair, the KFC boy. The, the problem with the, the Eagles support after half time was most of them had gone home so that's probably why you hadn't heard the um, booing you know as strong as it should have been but as, as for the KFC boy maybe what, what are they called feeding night at KFC or something <laughs> feeding night makes him sound like a zoo animal <laughs> just chuck a few chicken wings at him there. The, the two hour time difference coincided with his, yeah, his meal time so he didn't want to give it up <laughs> he didn't want to take the plane to Perth because the six hour flight is it no it's because there's no KFC on board no KFC for six hours <laughs> and the yeah, security wouldn't let him take his carry-ons he was stopped there with his bucket trying to smuggle it through <laughs> went through the x-ray machine 
scene and yeah, he was told that he uh, couldn't take it on, unfortunately. No, Richmond were great, obviously. Yeah, I was suitably mm. happy. Was West Coast above Richmond on the ladder? Yes. Wow, is that the first win Richmond have had against a team above them? We beat Port earlier this year. Does that count? They don't count. <laughs> we beat Port. They do not count. Can we stop talking about Port, please? Oh, actually, while we're on the subject... Any decent team could beat Port. I mean, come on. Yeah, we're supposed to refer to them as Port Power, according to some feedback. Oh, yes, I, I have heard that. Yeah, we've got to call them Port Power. Established six or seven, is it? But yeah, they're only 15 years, 16 years old. Expansion team. Uh, third youngest team in the AFL. No history whatsoever. They won a flag. They got one. They're on par with us in St Kilda. They took Fitzroy's spot after they folded. Just a couple of other things from the weekend. The goal review system, and this happened a few times, but the worst one was by far in the Adelaide-Fremantle game when Dangerfield's one hit the post. So we've got a new segment called the Flogcast Fixes, and we fix a problem in the AFL every week. And just on the basis of the Dangerfield one, where the right decision was made, but the whole process was a joke and the yeah, boundary umpire overruling the goal umpire, which when it was inconclusive later on, it worked. So how do we fix the goal review, considering it's topical? We get Susan Bolt, a trained <laughs> goal umpire, big <laughs> footy alumni. It's just a win. And she can get her cousins involved, Brad and Chris. Brad Scott would love having a goal umpire on his side. There not many other umpires are on his side, but at least he'd have one. We get Susan involved. That would work. What have you got, Duckula? Yeah, I'm, I really don't know. I think maybe just not having it all together would be a good way to fix it. Yeah, just get rid of it. Look, that, that's basically my got to be my standard reply for I think any vlogcast fix that comes up is bin it maybe you know and that might fix the problem but I, I don't know I just I think the technology that they use to judge I think is, is just too poor and I think if they really want to make it a part of the game then they need to invest more money in better placement and higher quality cameras and so some... you use the tennis one the Hawkeye potentially good work it's just so weird when the touch ones like Trent McKenzie's one on the weekend that I was dead certain he knocked through and then the umpire said Vardy kicked it you can't even see him touch the ball that was just odd maybe they could just have for every game like a blimp over each end of the ground that films with a high def camera from above and they will catch catch everything but you know just, just come down for refueling at half time pop back up for the second half and keep filming I think especially on your comment that we get rid of the goal review that if we keep the goal review St Kilda would have no way of claiming a moral victory like they did in 2009 off the Hawkins behind because you know had they lost that game that they'd have to revert to good old umpires you know field umpires but when there's a goal umpire you can blame him with certainty you mean like the, the prelim final where St Kilda won I'm still bitter I thought you were going to talk about Libera and his point for a second then. Yeah, oh, mate, I was at that game. That was a goal. Shut up. The open wound there obviously hasn't healed. Uh, oh, despite... no, it hasn't. Pre- hasn't finals are fans' grand final. Oh, prelims are our grand finals, aren't they? <laughs> so we've got one option for Suze to get involved and, you know, the probably the most well-known goal umpire going around. Chelsea could do with another woman, though I don't think she'll get quite the same attention. <laughs> Chelsea would be jealous of the Suze. <laughs> and the other option is to bin it completely. So, yeah, maybe, that, maybe, maybe there's a way to get both. We just bin the review system and bring in more... We've been Suze, what? <laughs> we've been the review system. We bring in more competent umpires like Suze. Yeah, that, that actually sounds like a winner, I reckon. Yeah, I'm sold. We don't need to talk about Harry O, do we? Well, if you don't talk about him, he will talk about himself. Well, that's a good enough reason. Just, yeah, I thought the Harry O half hour on 360 last week was ridiculous when, you know, talking about himself. Well, it'd be interesting. His next game is against Brett Goods. Now, I'm just wondering, will he look at, look out for Brett? I mean, he's seen he's seen what happened to Adam in the last, last game he's played against a Goods player. Will Harry O go out of his way to protect Brad Goods from his own team. He'll make sure everyone knows about it if he does. It'll be the first time he's got been accountable for a play I've ever seen. So. <laughs> 
uh, BT in, in Geelong. He, I don't know, he's talking about some clock or something that kept shitting itself. They went manual and got to 10, then had to start again. And some lights went out in a stand and he said that they might have to evacuate and Billy Brownless and the mayor of Geelong have started kicking up a stink. Yeah, that's right. What was his name? Mayor Faggy or something? Yeah, Faggy or something. I enjoyed that. Maturity levels uh, over through the roof over here. Yeah. No electricity in BT's brain either, just quietly. But yeah, apparently Geelong's a progressive city. Yeah, contemporary. Contemporary, was it? Contemporary yeah. city. Yeah, it's contemporary with, um, you know, places like Lebanon and Damascus. <laughs> South Australia would do that. Also, the Hall of Fame tonight, Scott West inducted, Ant. What do you think of that? I reckon it's about time. I mean, four times you got the Brownlow votes over 20. I mean, no one else has done that. That's like coming second or getting a, winning a prelim. But yeah, seriously, he was a gun player and well-deserved Hall of Famer. I I think so too. I think this actually may have been his first year eligible, but I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, still, basically he, straight in. He, he was, did the right thing as well. He, he left the coaching department in Melbourne. He jumped off the sinking ship. And Werribee is such a better team than Melbourne. I mean, come on. <laughs> Melbourne went to the Foxtel Cup they would have lost last week. This week on the Bay, what do, what do we like? What were our favourite threads? I think we all had a pretty solid favourite on that, or at least I did. Mofra's standby herd hashtag. Mofra's been on fire of late. Certainly the hashtag thing and the bumping of the umpire's thread with the plugger contradicting himself. <laughs> three years ago. And it's blood out, blood out the St Kilda flogs. But yeah, did anyone else have anything they liked? I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think the, the hashtag standby herd was, was probably one of the one of the few for the week that had like more of a, a creative flavour to it, which was always my preference anyway. I think there's there's always like a maybe one or two good troll threads and, and the rest are generally days since shit that I can't stand. And then, you know, it's good to have something where everyone can get involved, except I guess for Essendon posters having a win. Did but... you notice Essendon supporters were getting involved, but they were trying to change the topic. But yeah, what about, what about any notable flogs or if we're going for flog of the week look for mine just all the spam posting for the likes would be wanna in that Mark Neal thread there's a time when you just gotta go hmm he's turned every single movie poster into a Mark Neal proving <laughs> thing and none of it makes any sense I saw it on the on the front page today and I thought like oh you know I looked through the, the last page and there's just no one else posting in that thread <laughs> and now it's all smiley photos with him photoshopped onto Eddie Maguire's head what the hell does that mean uh, it was, it was a good... it's a ram issue it keeps coming up again and again yeah but I've also just received some feedback. I've no idea how this feedback came to us because we haven't even broadcast, but got some feed, got a private message from Roy Lyon telling me that Fitzroy never folded, that we've been wrong to say it. and He's got you. His spidey sense is tingling. <laughs> Someone said Fitzroy folded and he's just gone. Right, he's, he's got a wall of text re- waiting to click set, reply on this the first time you, you put this podcast up. <laughs> he's just waiting for the thread to be posted. Yeah. He, he's some sort of, he's got some sort of alert message in his brain that when everyone says Fitzroy and fold like you know in the same sentence just pings off in his head he's straight on it obviously I really feel for the laundry service in Fitzroy and I must get him there every other day just harassing <laughs> outstanding very good next week Essendon Carl this is the battle of new cheats versus old gee it's a battle of the main board annoying flogs these are the guys who spam these are the guys who complain these are the guys who hit the report button I'm just waiting for one of these teams to lose it's going to be fun GWS <laughs> Geelong. I think this could be the highest score ever. I mean, I think Geelong had a huge score against the old Bad News Bears. I think they're going to top it. Alter Rob's gone out on a limb and started a thread about this, that they will win. He's really putting himself out here. <laughs> Does he have a bet on? Do you think he'll welch on the bet? I have no idea, but I reckon this will be the one week he's not praying for victory. Adelaide-Sydney, the Tippett game without Tippett. Well, it, it depends if Paul Ruse is commentating or not, really. It's always good to have an extra supporter in the commentary box. Just give Definitely. it that extra lift, knowing that everyone on TV 
be, you know, thinks you're playing real well and that you're the greatest team, in, you know, in history. On your mumsy. There'll be plenty of, of, of nicknames ending with a Y in that game at the very least. But if maybe if they can get they can get um, Rashudo on there at the same time, maybe they can kind of, you know, at least have have their own bias in the corner for, for Adelaide. Rashudo tried really hard not to be biased on Saturday till the last quarter and then he just couldn't help himself. <laughs> <laughs> but at least he tries. Gold Coast versus North Melbourne at Metricon. Oh, please, Gold Coast, win, please. <laughs> I will see the meltdown. Big footy will break Play again. Teffy will start killing North Melbourne. <laughs> He'll be ringing them up on Monday morning. There'll be another account cancelled by user and there'll be a new one this week. St Kilda West Coast. If West Coast dropped this, look, it'll be enough to make their supporters eat some shit. I think yeah, <laughs> tuck it into a bowl, quite frankly. Um, I honestly, I think I'm going to tip Saints. I know that they were horrible against North, but I don't know. They just, well, the Eagles are just shit at the moment, let's be honest. I disagree. There's no way in the world St Kilda will win the free kicks. This is the umpire's pets the moral versus win the ones they hate. Well, the free kick counts aren't important, apparently. Or they are important. Which one is it now? Well, St Kilda are going to lose the free kick count, therefore they're important. Okay, they're important then. Yeah, but St Kilda will get smashed because St Kilda always get robbed. And Although there won't be any crowd to boo. Yeah, this is going to be a, a huge factor. Ho- hopefully we can have some, some East Coast supporters, you know, kind of rock up and, and put in an effort. You might outnumber the Saints, though, after their efforts of recent weeks. Lastly, Melbourne and Collingwood. Really, is this Neil's going to be Neil's last game or is, is he going to go one more? I don't know. It just depends on how this goes because they're going to get smashed, but I think it's smashing is expected. What kind of smashing constitutes the sacking? 15 goals, 20 goals, 186 points? Yeah, 186 was last year, wasn't it? So That got Bailey sacked, so... Yeah, so years. two years ago. It's the benchmark, or the tank mark, if you like to call it. Look, if, <laughs> if Seedsman turns up to play, this could get ugly. Oh, it, yeah, this could get very ugly. I think it's going to, really. Um, you know, I, I, I think if Caro and her, her um, quality sources are correct, I think we just could be watching a thrash for the rest of the year. Dead, Dead man walking. This is the execution. Slow by a thousand cuts, eh? 186. But yeah, I think that's everything. I th- that was the vlogcast for round 11. I'm five years once again joined by Duckula and our new addition, Ant. Thanks for being on again, guys. Cheers. Yeah, it was a great time.